Hello, friends. Welcome to the Second Phase Podcast. I'm Robin Graham, your host, and a brand marketing strategist and photographer passionate about helping women connect and grow their audience and get more clients. I am so excited you are here with me today to chat all about branding, personal development, and life overall in the second phase. What is the second phase? The second phase for me was a change in careers and learning how to navigate a new world and build a business from the ground up when I was actually terrified to put myself out into the world as something new. For some, the second phase is a significant lifestyle change, a traumatic loss, a move, an illness. It could be any number of things. No matter the definition of your second phase, we are here together to learn about creating a brand that stands out and makes an impact and grow as our authentic selves and follow our callings, our passions, our visions, and our values. Now grab your cup of coffee or the dog's leash and let's dive into a new episode. Are you struggling with brand clarity, confidence, and creating content that connects? Want to brand yourself or your business but don't know where to begin? Or are you frustrated because you're doing all the things you see everyone else doing but you aren't getting more clients? You're telling everyone what you do but no one hears you? It's like you're speaking a foreign language because your message isn't resonating. I hear you. The overwhelm is real. I feel your pain and frustration. I've been there. It wasn't overnight that I grew my business and figured out how to create a cohesive and consistent brand message that builds genuine connections and gets more clients. In fact, I did everything the hard way and I want to make it easier for you because I've been in your shoes and I don't want you to struggle anymore. I am offering brand strategy, clarity, confidence, and connection coaching sessions to help you master your brand messaging and be seen and heard as the expert you are. In a one-hour strategy session, we'll dive deep into your values, visions, and passions to create absolute clarity around your brand messaging and business. You'll not only have absolute clarity for your brand messaging, but you'll feel confident. When you are confident, you will trust yourself more and be able to create content, content that genuinely connects and helps your ideal audience get to know, like, and trust you. After working with Tracy for only one hour, she said, Robin's branding expertise was not only insightful, but empowering. She gave me a clear vision of my personal brand and how I can market myself as an authority in higher education. The blueprint she gave me for creating a personal brand is very detailed, but most importantly, gives me confidence that I can and will continue to transform business initiatives within higher education programs and help and inspire others to do the same. Don't you want to achieve that sense of clarity and confidence to feel empowered to inspire your audience? I believe you can and will when we work together. Now, if you're envisioning yourself feeling anxious and frantically taking notes during this session, don't worry. You don't have to write anything down. The only thing you need to do is focus on the strategy session and learning, and I'll take care of everything else. You'll receive a comprehensive blueprint from me outlining everything we've talked about with action items that will take your brand messaging to the next level and attract more clients. Do you want absolute clarity on your brand messaging and to know how to connect with your ideal audience to attract more clients? Then this strategy session is for you. Don't waste any more time spinning your wheels. Go to therobingram.com slash shop to schedule your session today. Hurry, because I have limited spots per month so that I can give you the attention you deserve. I can't wait to work with you and watch your brand messaging and business transform. Hello, everyone. I am super excited to share today's episode with you. When we talk about creating a brand or building a business, we often go straight to strategy. When we focus solely on strategy, it can take quite a while to get the clients that we need and the business that we need in order to make the monetary goals as quickly as we'd like. Why? Because if we don't have the right mindset, or are wondering if we made the right decision or are worrying about 
all of the what ifs that could come into play because of the fear in the back of our mind, we aren't going to be successful. In today's episode, Kim Trathen is joining me to share her journey with mindset and how we can implement a journaling practice in combination with strategies to grow our businesses and have the success that we are dreaming of. This episode has got so much value in it. I know you're going to love it, but most importantly, I know that you're going to be able to adopt this practice and really change your mindset around your business and start seeing the, the success that you want and those goals that you're seeing other entrepreneurs hit on a monthly basis. You know, those you see them on social media, the 5K days or the 10K months or the, you know, 6K months, whatever that you're seeing people say, here's how you do it. So grab your cup of coffee, grab a glass of wine, whatever time of day it is that you're listening and grab a pen and paper because you're going to want to write this down. Kim Traffin, welcome to the Second Phase Podcast. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. I'm excited to have you. So we met, it's kind of a funny story how small the world is and how building relationships is so important in growing our, just our own community and network of people who inspire us. And we did a joint, what would you call it? I guess a a webinar. uh, Yeah. Panel discussion. Panel discussion. Yeah. Teaching moment really through the Facebook group monthly meet. And it was very inspiring. We had an incredible conversation between three well, four total women, three of us were invited as guests. And that's how we met, just in case the listeners are wondering. And we have so many things in common. And I think, <laughs> you know, as we were going through that conversation, we were sharing how to become more resilient and overcome fear in our life and business. And your story really resonated. And, and we both kind of have a connection where we have that left brain and the right brain, and it's all coming together in our entrepreneurial journeys. And so I wanted to have you on the show because so many things that you said that day related to mindset really struck a chord with me. And it's something that I really believe a lot of us struggle with. And especially when we're facing unknowns, when we're starting the second phase, leaving that security of corporate and starting something of our own, there's a lot of fear. There's a lot of uncertainty. And sometimes those negative thoughts can really consume our everyday yes. you know, thoughts and, and mindset. So that's why you're here. And I'm super excited to have you. And as we were talking before the show, we could probably talk for hours and hours, but (laughs) (laughs) so many similarities, but let's dive in. I would love for you to tell the listeners a little bit about you, you know, your backstory and part of your journey as far as how you, how you realized the significance of mindset in your own life and business. Yes. Oh, thank you, Robin. Yeah. That panel discussion that we did was super fun. So I'm really excited to chat with you today and hopefully provide a little value and transformation for your podcast listeners. So part of my background to share with the listeners is that I was a really exciting stats major in college. Um, (laughs) Everybody wanted to hang out with me, right? I was talking numbers and loving it. I was a stats major and an econ minor. And I chose that because I thought, well, it'll make me employable. That that's how I chose this profession that I was going to be doing for, you know, 30, 40 years. Fast forward a decade and I was super unhappy. And um, I had this big epiphany one night laying in bed. I had one of these big aha moments where I truly felt like God sent me a message that night. I was laying in bed trying to figure out like, what was my future going to hold? Because I wasn't really happy with the career that I had chosen. And I sat there and it literally hit me like a ton of bricks. I want to start my own business. Like I can still picture it laying right there with the blankets up. And like, I was almost shaken to the core with this realization or this epiphany. I want to start my own business. Like, okay, so what am I going to do from there? Right? Like, how does this happen? But I had this major realization and I knew I had to act on it. It wasn't something where I was going to hem and haw. And that was in about mid, it was like September, end of August, early September of 2017, That's when this epiphany hit me. And I knew I was meant for something more. I knew I was meant to make a bigger impact. 
And because of some things that had happened, I was very, very passionate about serving women. I had a friend who was murdered about a decade ago. We're coming up on the 10-year anniversary of her death. She was murdered in an act of domestic violence. And going through that experience back in 2010 really set things in motion. It made me realize how passionate I was about supporting women. So I became very, very connected with our local domestic violence shelter. And another friend and I started doing fundraising events to raise money in her memory for the local domestic violence shelter. Started raising awareness. I started doing speaking events. Realized really what this passion was inside of me and that I really was good at like marketing and branding and communicating promoting events like this came very easy for me it was just it was natural feeling for me so doing those events then set it up where i was able to transition professionally into the lead marketing role at the firm that i had been working for so that's really what led to knowing that i had this passion to support women i was good at marketing i was good at branding so when i had this epiphany of like i want to run my own business i want to be in business for myself like what in the world am i going to do So again, you know, recovering former stats major here, I sat down and I made a Venn diagram. (laughs) Doesn't sound super fun. Made a Venn diagram, (laughs) put like my skills on one side, my passions on the other, and I looked for the overlap. My top skill was marketing and my top passion was supporting women. So I looked for that overlap then, right? Like, so what am I going to do? How can I support women with my marketing skills? And that's where the idea of running my business came from. Uh, I could help female entrepreneurs with their marketing, I could teach them how to market. I could teach them how to grow their business. I could teach them how to scale their business. And that is a really fulfilling way for me to be able to support women. So this was back in 2017. Okay. So I spent the remainder, spent those last three months of 2017, really working on building my business and getting ready to launch. Fast forward to March of 2018. And at that time, For all the listeners listening, you do not have to do these things, Kay. If you are running a business, if you are serving clients, right? If you're a coach, you're a consultant, you're a mentor of some kind, you don't need a website and an email list to start making money. But back then, I didn't quite realize that, okay? So I thought I needed those things in place. That's the story I was telling myself in my head that I needed these things in place. I think what I really needed was to feel confident enough to put an offer out there And having something like a website and an email list made me feel more confident. Like, look at these things that I have Mm -hmm. instead of just my abilities that I can offer. I think it makes us feel legitimate. I think it makes us feel like we're hireable if we actually have these things because there's, there's a place where people can find us and see that we're real. I completely agree. Completely agree. So March of 2018 is when I was really ready to put my offer out there. And again, I love the marketing. I love the branding. I love all of that. But former stats person here, I was super strategic with it. Okay, mindset, I was very new to personal development at that time. Okay, mindset, I still didn't fully believe in the power that your mindset carries with hitting your goals. Or people talk about manifesting and attracting things. And I was like, okay, come on now, slow your roll. Okay. I didn't have buy-in yet. I didn't think I had seen it working in my own life to really believe in the power that was behind it. So what happened during 2018, that was a really pivotal year for me. And you'll hear people talk about, right? Like you have to almost like crawl through the depths of hell before you can really appreciate the good, right? The Mm -hmm. glory and be grateful for it. And I launched my business and I know so many other entrepreneurs that have had this too, that feels like you hustle really hard and you have some win in your business and you're excited and you're on this high and then bam, something knocks you down. And then you have this high and then bam, something knocks you down. It's like for all the good, quote unquote good, right? For all the achievements and the successes, you feel like something negative happens that knocks you off that high. And that was really my 2018. And it was almost almost laughable to look back at how these swings completely coincided with one another. So I launched my business in March and we had to put our dog down that we had had for many, many years. And my children were devastated. Like this was losing a family member for us, right? So I launched my business, yes. had to put my dog down. Um, fast forward to June, signed my first higher paying client. My dad was put into the hospital. Okay. Like it went like that for the entire year. During 2018, I launched my business. I got my first articles published. 
I did my first podcast interviews. I started making money in my business. I did all these things. I got my first paid speaking events, did all these things that I felt accomplished and I was proud of, but behind the scenes at the same time, I was so worried. Gosh, what if I leave my job? And God, what if the car breaks? What if, what if one of us gets sick and now we have these hospital bills? I was so worried. What if I leave this quote unquote stable job to do my own thing? And what if all these bad things happen? What if we have car repairs and medical bills and dental bills? What are we going to do if now I'm an entrepreneur and I don't have that sense of security, right? Because that's what that job gave me. I felt like it gave me a sense of security. So what do you think happened during 2018? Our car died. My dog died. Um, my dad was hospitalized. He was hospitalized in early June, June 8th of 2018. He was hospitalized. Didn't think it was a really big deal. Actually had a bladder infection, but it went septic and it affected his brain. And he ended up passing away fairly unexpectedly on the 4th of July of that year. So 4th of July, he passed away in early October. My father-in-law was at my oldest son's football game. And he said, you know what? And this is the man that never goes to the doctor, right? We all know those men in our lives. Papa T is one of them. And Papa T was like, I'm not feeling right. I think I, yep, I think I need to go to the hospital. So my mother-in-law drove him to the hospital. He was hospitalized immediately. He is a walking miracle to this day. He did survive. He was in ICU for more than two weeks. He had a 10-hour open heart surgery. Turned out what had happened is a piece of his heart had ruptured in his chest. You normally die instantly. Instantly. The doctors were baffled. He not only didn't die, didn't even collapse, but walked himself into the ER saying, something's going on here. And what had happened is he has a really unique heart. Like his anatomy is not like a normal heart anatomy. And he had had an very early, he was written up in a medical journal back in the 1950s when they started doing heart surgeries. He was one of, he was like 16 at the time and had an open heart surgery and scar tissue from that initial heart surgery that he had is what saved his life in 2018. That scar tissue encapsulated the blood. So when part of his heart ruptured, normally that blood would have just fill into your whole body and you would die immediately. That scar tissue kind of closed it up and kept that blood encapsulated in there. And that is what saved his life. So between my dog dying, my dad dying, my father-in-law almost dying, the engine blew on our car that we still owed $6,000 on. So we had to take $6,000 out of the bank and pay off that loan on a car that was worthless. <laughs> Our water heater blew and flooded our basement, not once, but twice. Cost us like another $4,000 with that. We had about $12,000 worth of home and car repairs that we had to take out of pocket during 2018. On top of the stress of losing my dad and choosing a nursing home and doing the end of life care, on top of the stress of my father-in-law, then we didn't know if he was going to make it. It was scary. So come the end of 2018, December 31, we're like, get the heck out of here, 2018. We're done with you. Like bring in 2019. It's going to be a better year. Well, I started not feeling well. A couple of days before the 31st, probably, well, Christmas day, I really didn't feel well that night, but then was kind of okay. But the day leading up to like the 31st was really bad where every time I stood up, I got really dizzy and then I would lay down and, and nauseous. Like I was going to throw up. I lay back down. So we canceled our plans of going to family's house that day on, for New Year's Eve. And I kept telling my husband, like, I just don't feel very good. Like every time I stand up, I get dizzy and queasy. And so I would lay down. I'm like building landing pages, laying down. Because if I lay down, I felt fine. So I kept thinking, I must have like an inner ear infection. Like this must be like screwing up my equilibrium. I never let my husband live this down. He was working hard on baseball stuff. He was president of the Little League and like, enrollment was opening that night and he's working on that landing page and the kids are going crazy. We got three boys. They're going crazy at home. Got two Huskies that we'd only had for a couple months at that point. They were going crazy. And he was finally like, do you think you could just walk the dogs? Like if you could just walk the dogs, that'd be really helpful. And I'm like, okay. So I get the dogs. I try to do just the short little loop around our neighborhood. Twice I had to sit down and I thought I was going to throw up in somebody's front yard. So I get home he had asked too, if I could make this return at the post office. And I said, I honestly don't think I can drive. Like I need to go lay down again. I feel so sick. Fast forward to about 530 that evening. And I will spare all the listeners, any of the horrific details, but let's just say, I did not know that that much blood could come out of one person's body. And I knew I needed to go to the ER. 
And my husband called his parents. They came over with our boys. We got to the ER. Turns out I had massive near fatal internal bleeding. And thank God I went to the hospital when I did. Again, I cannot believe this is humanly possible (laughs) after witnessing it. It turns out that I had ulcers and I had ulcers way back in the day, did not know that I still had ulcers. And because I hadn't felt well Christmas day, I had taken some ibuprofen maybe three times over the course of that week from Christmas day to New Year's day, maybe three times I had taken ibuprofen because I had a headache and my stomach kind of hurt. So i had also drank like an Elka-Seltzer, which is also aspirin, two things that you should never take with ulcers. And I almost bled to death right there on our bathroom floor. They had a hard time getting the bleeding under control. I ended up being hospitalized for five days. I had three blood transfusions, two iron infusions, and almost every test you could imagine under the sun because they started to worry that there was something else because for that type thing, I'm considered very young. I'm in my forties, ladies, okay? But I'm considered very young to have like a massive internal bleed out. I was like the youngest person in the GI unit in the hospital. So they started doing all these tests to make sure there were no like cancers or anything like that because they were completely perplexed of why they couldn't get the bleed to stop and keep my hemoglobin just kept plummeting. That was the first time, okay, when I got released from the hospital and then the saga continued and I contracted an infection in the hospital and I was sick for another two weeks. And like, it, it was, just, it was a whole thing, okay? It was a whole thing. But what happened during that is it made me realize like, wow, since 2017, when I knew I wanted to start my business, I've had all these fears inside. What happens if we have car repairs? What happens if we need house repairs? What happens if we have medical bills? What happens if we have dental bills? Every single thing I worried about came true in 2018. All of it. Within nine months. (laughs) And I remember hearing somewhere, and maybe you or your listeners have heard this before, I remember hearing the quote somewhere that worrying is like praying for the bad things to happen. And it struck me to the core. Every single thing that I worried about is what came true in 2018. That was my first eye-opening experience about how incredibly powerful our thoughts really are. Our thoughts are there to propel us forward or hold us back. And one of the things that has made the biggest difference in my business, I know so many women when they start their businesses, or even not right when they start, but when they've been in kind of an earlier stage entrepreneur, especially in the online space, there's this coveted like $10,000 months, right? 10K months. Mm -hmm. You see it everywhere. And women will hustle so hard. And I've been there. I have been there in my business hustling so hard to try to get these coveted 10K months and not understanding why it looks so easy for some other people and feels so hard for you. One of the biggest differences is clearing out your mind and doing that mindset work. And that was like my first real eye-opener, like really feeling like I was a powerful manifester. Okay. And if people in the audience aren't really familiar, if they don't use the words manifesting and things like that, really all that means is putting your mind to something. And because you put your mind to it, you take the actions to make it a reality. And doing this type of work is what has propelled my business further, faster. Have you seen those types of things happen for you too, Robin, where you Mm -hmm. see the worry and then it... Absolutely. So many people do. Absolutely. And I've also had that, you know, where... And we're going to dive into this, I know, in just a little bit, but the journaling, like where I have actually, you know, written my thoughts and goals down and just those actions and having those thoughts around it has made it happen. Yes. Like there's no other way to describe it. Like it it happened. And, you know, one of the reasons that I had a hard time, maybe I wasn't quite on board enough in the beginning because I hadn't seen it. I hadn't seen it really happen until I saw all those bad things happen. Or like I wrote in my journal at one point, I've always loved journaling, but I would talk to these women. I was very strategy focused. I truly believe to run a successful business, you need equal parts strategy and mindset Mm -hmm. because you can hand it to them on a silver platter, the best strategy in the world for them to get clients in their business. And they can still self-sabotage to not do it through the mindset. And on the flip side, if your mindset is on point and you're doing all that work, but you don't know the right actions to take to grow your business and get the clients you're still not going to see the success that you want because you need the strategy with the mindset. And that's where the magic really happens. 
that's like the power combination, right? Where things start to feel easier, maybe a little less hustle, a little more heart, so to speak. But, you know, I remember wanting, like, I was, oh, I hated my minivan. Gosh, I didn't want to drive that old minivan anymore. All I wanted was to be done with minivan land. And so I remember thinking, like, okay, I'm going to set this intention. I want a new car. I want a new car. I'm going to drive a new car. I'm going to drive a new car. I'm going to get a new car. I'm going to make this happen. And that's when the engine blew on our car. And I was like, wait a minute, that's not what I meant. I didn't mean that I wanted the engine to blow and to have that stress. And I was like, okay. I need to be much clearer about the intentions that I'm putting out and setting. Because again, everything I asked for came true. (laughs) But that wasn't how I wanted it to happen, right? So setting really clear intentions is one of the most important things. It used to drive me crazy. I would talk to women and say, you know, what are your goals? And, you know, they're talking to me as a business coach because they're not hitting their goals right now. When I would say, okay, so what is your strategy? What are you doing to get clients? And they'd say, well, I journal every day. And I was like, ah, that's not the strategy piece, right? And I've always loved journaling. And it's just, a, I, I enjoy it. So I've always done that. But I didn't know at that time how to make this mindset work strategic. So what I would love to share with the listeners is a really, really powerful tool. I did not create this tool. Other people use it, but it has completely changed my business. And what I love about it is it explains how and why journaling and mindset work are important. And it puts a strategic approach on it. I would consider myself a type A person, very much like, let's do the action, let's get the work done. So we always want to jump right to the action. Any type Ayers out there, we want to jump right to the action piece instead of slowing down and taking a step back. So the basis of this thought work is that we all have circumstances around us, right? So if you're an entrepreneur, a circumstance might be, I've only signed one client this month, or I consistently make $5,000 months in business, right? That's your circumstance is what's truly going on around you right now. Mm -hmm. Then you have a thought about that circumstance. So what I like to write down in my journal, I like to write down the letters C and then T and then F-A-R. And what those stand for, the C is your circumstance, the T are your thoughts, the F are your feelings, the A are the actions, and the R are your results. So we have your circumstance, thoughts, feelings, actions, results. And the reason that we write it down in that order is because your circumstance is what's ever going on around you, okay? Then you have a thought about it. That thought you have is what actually creates a feeling inside of you. It's not actually the circumstance. This was huge for me to learn. It's not actually the circumstance causing the feeling. It's the thought that you have about that circumstance that creates this feeling. Those feelings that you have are what's actually going to drive your actions that you take. Those actions that you take give you the results that you have. So to show you really quickly, because I think sometimes this is easier to understand when we run through an example of it. Yes. And to make one other point too, the mistake a lot of people make is the thought they're having, they actually think that's their circumstance and it's not. So you have to be able to distinguish between a circumstance and a thought. A circumstance is provable in a court of law. So when you remember that, it helps you determine, is this actually a thought I'm having? A lot of women can resonate if I give a really short example using weight loss. Because almost every woman I know has gone through some journey with that or at some point where they don't feel comfortable in their own skin. So to give a really quick example of the difference between circumstance and a thought, I have a friend that has said this to me, okay? She has said, I'm fat. And she views that as a circumstance. Those words, I'm fat, are not a circumstance. That is not provable in a court of law. The number of pounds that you weigh on the scale, that's provable in a court of law right? Somebody could sit there and say, I'm fat. And somebody else could look at them and say, no, you're not. You're go-. like, how many times have our friends said that to us ladies? Oh, Kim, as a photographer, like, you know, headshots and branding. So I'm working with women and we're taking pictures and every single woman that comes in and even men, even men will say this, you know, for headshots, they'll come in. Well, can you make me 20 pounds lighter and 10 years younger? It's like, I'm not a magician. I'm a photographer. <laughs> Yes. And you're beautiful the way you are. 
but they believe it's a fact. They believe that as though it's provable in a court of law and it's not. Yeah. So remember to be a circumstance, it has to be provable in a court of law. So with the weight loss example, the circumstance would be, I weigh X number of pounds. The thought that she's having around it is I'm fat. That thought that she has, I'm fat, creates feelings, probably things like shame, remorse, regret, not being good enough. That's the emotions that that thought brings. But that thought is not the circumstance, right? That thought is how much she actually weighs on the scale. Mm -hmm. When she feels shame, remorse, regret, when those are the emotions coming up because the thought circling through her mind is I'm fat, what type of actions does she take? Well, those actions can be an action, a reaction or inaction. Mm. So some things that might go on that action line, that A line with that weight loss example might be things like overeating, binge eating, going for the junk food, or it might be inaction, like not going for a walk, not going to the gym, not enjoying the outdoors, not playing with your child, right? Those can be inactions. And at the end of the day, if the thought going through her mind is I'm fat, if she's feeling discouraged and disappointed in herself and shame and regret, and she's overeating and not, not giving her body the physical movement, what's the result she's going to get? She's still going to weigh X number of pounds on the scale. She has just given her brain more evidence that she's fat. Okay. And for listeners, I put that in air quotes. Okay. <laughs> that was it. That was an air quote. Yeah. What she did is she took the actions to reinforce the thought that she already believed that she was fat. This model applies to every area of our life and our business. So one example that I have heard from several clients is people are going to think I'm an imposter, right? It's those limiting beliefs, that imposter syndrome. Oh my gosh. Yes. Yes. I did an entire episode on imposter ah, syndrome. Love it's it. So real. Yeah. So real. So real. Well, if you have an entire episode on that one, let's pick a different example for this one. Cause listeners can catch that podcast that you did all about imposter syndrome. Money. Money is a huge one right? Whether we're investing in ourselves or we're trying to get our clients to invest in us. So I know with earlier stage entrepreneurs, a lot of times what I hear from when I chat with somebody and talk about working together, their immediate response is I can't afford it. Okay. And they think that's their circumstance. They think it's a fact that they can't afford to invest in themselves and invest in their business. In reality, that's not a circumstance right? That's not provable in a court of law. You can talk to somebody that has $10,000 in the bank and they may still tell you they can't afford it because they're afraid to spend that money. So saying I can't afford it is actually not a fact. It's a thought that you're having. The circumstance may be your actual bank account balance. It might be how much money you have in reserves. It might be how much available credit you have on your credit card, right? There's all different ways that entrepreneurs use to access funds to invest in their business. So for this example, let's say you have $1,000 in the bank. We'll just write down that. Okay, so the circumstance would actually be, I have $1,000 in the bank. The thought that she's having is, I can't afford this. Okay, I hear this all the time from women. They think they can't afford to invest in coaching or whatever system or process or tool or photographer, right? They think they can't afford to invest in these things. Mm -hmm. So they say, I can't afford this. The feelings that I've heard from women when I say, well, how does that make you feel if you want this coaching, you want to grow your business, you want to get to the next level. And the thought going through your mind is I can't afford this. How does that make you feel? The most common answer that I hear from women is stuck. They feel stuck. They feel like they have no control. That's another one I hear a lot. I have no control over it. That's just my reality, right? They don't feel like they have any power in the situation to choose otherwise. Well, if she's sitting there thinking, I can't afford this, and it leaves her feeling stuck in no control, the action she takes on that action line is actually going to look like inaction. She doesn't invest, mm -hmm. right? Because the thought going through is, I can't afford this. I can't do this. She doesn't invest. What result does she get if she doesn't invest? Well, she's still only going to have the $1,000 in the bank. She was not able to make the investment in the coach, the system, the tool, the process, what it is that she needs to propel her business forward. She wasn't able to make that investment and her business, the result she's going to get is that her business is going to be exactly the same because she didn't get the help that she needed. And that's where it leads to a lot of frustration for women, especially in those startup phases. So what you do with this model, then that would be called an unintentional thought. Okay. I can't afford this. She doesn't mean to think that she's not trying to self-sabotage and we've all been there. I've been there myself. 
it's unintentional because it's where our brain loops to. The reason our brains do that, our brains are designed to keep us safe, right? For millions of years, right? Forever. Our brains are designed to keep us safe forever. Yep. Forever. Safety for us looks like staying inside of our comfort zones. Okay. It's scary to invest. It's scary to quote unquote, put your money where your mouth is, right? I have women that have said, oh, I want to do it, but I don't think my husband will agree if I spend that money, right? So really what she's saying is I'm afraid to tell my husband that this is the investment I want to make to grow my business. And that's a whole other thing we could model out. But these are unintentional thoughts. And these unintentional thoughts, they're very self-serving with keeping us inside of our comfort zone. They don't do anything to propel us forward and hit the growth that we really want to see. So what do we do about that? If this is an unintentional thought, right? And you can see how that thought, I can't afford this, leads to the feeling which creates the action or inaction that gives us our current result. So what we wanted to do then, and this is what I love about it, this is the strategy piece. Hey, when I learned this, my brain almost exploded from excitement. (laughs) What we want to do, we want to create a new intentional thought to replace that negative thought circling around in our mind. Our circumstance is the same. Okay, so in this example, we said she has $1,000 in the bank and she's thinking, I can't afford to invest. Okay, the circumstance would be exactly the same. Just because we're creating a new thought, we didn't change that circumstance, right? Her bank account balance hasn't changed. There's still $1,000 in the bank account. One of the misconceptions that you see, or at least I've seen it a lot in the online space, this is something that I, part of the reason I had a hard time getting on board with mindset work sooner You see people say, okay, if you have a negative thought, take it, flip it to a positive, and that's your new thought. The problem is there's no belief behind that, right? So a really good example of this is with that weight loss example, okay? If that woman is thinking I'm fat, she's not going to feel better by just saying I'm skinny, right? Her circumstance hasn't changed, right? You can't force that thought because there's no belief behind it. So you have to find a new intentional thought to replace the negative ones circulating in your mind. So with the money example, oftentimes it's a shift from I can't afford this to how can I afford this? Okay, that would be a question to ask yourself, right? That opens up possibilities. It gets your mind thinking of more creative and resourceful ways. So a thought, if you are regularly thinking, if this money is a regular issue circulating in your mind, I can't afford this, right? Even with your monthly bills or whatever it is, I can't afford this, I can't afford this. We need to find a new thought. Maybe that new thought is, depending on what's leading to that, right? Some actions that some people take when they think they can't afford something is actually overspending, right? They self-sabotage in that way financially. So depending on what that actual situation is, one thought that might help is I'm learning how to better manage my money. So if you start to slip into that, I can't afford this. No, you know what? I'm learning how to better manage my money. Or maybe the new thought is I'm open to finding ways to invest in my business. I'm open to finding ways, right? That's a more productive thought to be circulating through your mind than constantly, I can't afford this. I can't afford this. No, you know what? I'm open to finding ways to invest in my business. That would be a new thought we could replace it with. But it has to be written in a way, and that's going to be a little bit different for everybody. It has to be written in a way that you truly have the belief behind it. Because if you don't have the belief, it doesn't change your feelings. And what we want this new thought to do is we want it to change our feelings. So in this example, if the thought, the negative, the unintentional thought was, I can't afford this, which makes you feel stuck and out of control, then the new thought Maybe if that new thought that resonates with you is I'm open to finding ways to invest in my business, the feelings that women have told me this creates in them are things like determined, right? Like come hell or hard wider, I'm going to find a way to make this happen because I'm open to finding ways to invest in my business and I'm worth it. I'm determined. I'm motivated. I'm more resourceful, right? Those are all words that women tell me. Those are the types of emotions that it creates in them when they find this new thought that they can believe in around the money piece. So when you're determined, you're resourceful, you're motivated, what type of actions does she take? Gosh, I've seen women do all sorts of things. I've seen my own clients do all sorts of things to be able to create the wealth and the money to be able to invest together. Um, I've heard of other women even doing other things like have fundraisers, PayPal credit, find a credit card they can put it on, sell something in their house, sell something personal, take out of personal savings. I know one coach that even cashed in an IRA right? There's just all different areas. And it really depends on where your comfort level is and how much risk tolerance or avoidance you have, right? I'm not saying that 
one solution is right for everybody. But again, where there's a will, there is a way. There's a way. Yeah. Those are the actions that need to be taken. And if she does a fundraiser or sells things or eliminates monthly bills, right? Whatever she does, she takes these actions to create enough money to invest in this thing that she wants to invest in that's going to grow her business faster. And what is the result? There's a couple of results she's going to get, right? Getting that tool, that resource, that help that she needs is going to grow her business faster. It also just rewired her brain, right? And it took work and it took effort. And it's not just one time of writing down the new thought, but it's the consciously doing this work daily, right? Because that old thought is going to want to loop back in. It's doing this work daily and then it's taking those actions. So what I love about it is you can take this model and what I have my clients do and what I do myself daily now is I just sit down and I brain dump in the morning. It's the first thing that I do in the day and I brain dump my journaling. And I've done that for years, but this is now the tool that you use. This is the analysis. This is the strategy piece, looking at this model and breaking it down. The way that I do it is I take whatever, 20 minutes or whatever, and I brain dump in the morning. And then I go through everything that I wrote down and I circle or highlight what is a circumstance and what is a thought. And then I run, I pick out three of them. Okay. The three biggest ones to me in the moment are the three biggest goals that I'm working toward. I pick out three of them and I model it exactly like we just did because those are unintentional thoughts. Okay. We usually journal about things that are stressing us out or creating anxiety or that we're worried about. Those are the unintentional thoughts. You want to pick out the three main ones out of your journaling and then remodel it and create this new intentional thought. And now this new intentional thought, when your brain wants to slip back into those old negative thoughts that don't do anything to propel us forward or serve our higher purpose, our business, if you start slipping into, in our example, I can't afford this, you're going to literally say to yourself, no, you know what? I'm open to finding ways to invest in my business. I can figure this out. That's another one that I personally love for all different situations. I can figure this out. I will find a way. I am meant for this, right? You're going to replace it and physically force yourself to focus on those new thoughts. And you will be amazed at then when you are taking actions, it's almost like you're cleaning out your brain in the morning. You're cleaning out your brain. You're getting the garbage out. You're cleaning it up. And now you have your really strategic actions that you're going to take to make that new intentional thought that you have the belief behind happen in your business. And it brings you so much further, faster when you are working on hitting your goals. Oh my gosh, this has been amazing. Like <laughs> this is going to transition my journaling practice too. Like this is really, it's amazing. It's really, really cool. Yeah. I just cannot stress enough that it has to be a daily practice. Okay. I was just telling one of my clients the other week, I said, it has to be daily. If you think about this as exercise for your brain compared to exercise for your body, right? You could never exercise and then sit down and eat a gallon of ice cream and be like, I guess I'll go for a walk, right? It kind of like that walk's not going to do you a whole lot of good after you just ate a gallon of ice cream. So often, and I used to be so guilty of this, like, oh my gosh, I'm at my breaking point. I'm super stressed. Now I'm going to sit down and journal to make myself feel better, right? It doesn't do as much good when you're journaling out of a reaction to things going on in your life. It doesn't do as much good when you wait until overwhelm and frustration and anxiety and depression are all raging at their highest peaks for you. What it does is when this is a daily practice, just like daily movement, right? For our physical bodies, we all know daily movement is better for us than once a month trying to run three miles, right? But the small incremental daily movement is so much better for our physical bodies. This is the daily work for our brains. This is the daily work that you need to be doing. And when you make this a conscious effort and you're intentional about this in your daily practice, your brain becomes so much stronger and you become so much more laser focused on hitting those goals. It's an absolute game changer. I love that. And don't you think that a lot of times the goals come up and they almost seem like dreams because we have no idea how to make them become a reality? Yes. Yes, yes, yes. I would love to share real shortly. One of my clients, she's amazing, started working with me last February. So it was right before the pandemic hit here in the US. I don't know if your listeners are around the world. They are. Yeah. Okay. So it was right before the pandemic hit here in the US. And when we started working together, she had a dream of scaling her business to 100K. That would allow her to stop doing some other freelance work and stuff like that. So she wanted to scale to 100K. 
And her highest price package was $5,000 and she had sold none of them. She had a dream. Okay. Her dream, her goal was to scale to 100K at some point. Okay. Like maybe next year, maybe 2021, because she thought it would take that long. And her real dream was to sell four of her highest level packages in one month, because that would be a $20,000 month in business for her. The very next month in March, pandemic hit. And she was like, there goes my business. Like She does marketing and branding for small businesses. So she's like, I feel like what I do is a luxury. Like these small businesses are not going to invest $5,000 into a branding package when they're worried about going out of business. And I was like, whoa. So we paused, got her strategy together. And the very next month in April, when quote unquote, everybody was freaking out, wondering about their businesses, brick and mortars were shutting down. She sold four branding packages. She had her highest month in business to date at that time. And she had a $20,000 month in business when everybody was shutting down around us. Fast forward to July, she had a $20,000 day in business in July when everybody else has been freaking out about the pandemic. I've talked to so many women that are like, well, my business isn't doing well, but there's been the pandemic, right? The pandemic is a circumstance. It's provable in a court of law. You can't change it. But your thoughts about the pandemic are what you do have control over. I've talked to so many women that say, well, you know, I haven't really signed clients, but there was a pandemic and my kids were home from school. I hear you, sister. We all have been going through the pandemic, right? It's an excuse that you're hiding behind to not grow your business. Or if it's a choice that you've made that you don't want to grow your business right now, that's different. But if you have this drive and desire and this dream to scale your business, the pandemic doesn't have to stop you. Okay, plenty of entrepreneurs have had their highest months in business. That specific client not only went on to have the $20,000 day in business, but she had a wait list out of clients. She was pre-booked out until December, I think by August. Wow. Her wait list was filled through November. And that was from changing her mindset. Like you worked with her to change her mindset. It was two part mindset and strategy. Yeah. Yeah. Because I do both pieces with my clients. We talk about having a really good system. You need a system. Okay. The strategy piece can't be discounted. Right. Um, I don't think I can probably stress that enough. You have to have both because if you only focus on the mindset work, then you don't have the systems in place to be attracting those ideal clients. Yeah. Right. We need those ideal clients coming in. So it was strategy piece for her. It was sales. A lot of people freak out about sales, yes. right? They don't know how to close them and they don't want to be salesy and they don't want to be sleazy and slimy and all of that. So it was twofold. It was strategy, but we had already been working on her strategy for a month because we started working together in February and the mindset piece. And it's, again, thinking about things like the pandemic, thinking about things. A lot of women I talk to are like, it's so hard. My kids are home. Like they're doing remote learning because of the pandemic. Again, I get it, right? I get it. It is hard. And that is a circumstance, but you still get to choose your thoughts around it. You still get to choose those thoughts and be intentional about it to create the feeling that you want to have inside so that you take the actions that you need to get the result that you want. Mm-hmm. I love that. Take the action you need to get the results you want. Yeah. So Kim, you have given us so much information. I just have absolutely enjoyed this. I've hardly said anything, but I have pages of notes. I love it. I love it. So <laughs> I can't wait to share this like on the blog as well as the episode and the interview. It's just been, I think, great. And I think it's going to help so many people, especially in light of the fact of the year that 2020 has been. And, you know, starting, we're in the fourth quarter, we're a third of the way through the fourth quarter already. So, to adopt this practice now and then hit 2021 on a positive note with a positive mindset, a strategy ready to go. So empowering. Yes. Oh, it is never too late. That is the other, like one of the final thoughts I would love to leave with your listeners is your history. Anything in the past is a circumstance. Okay. You can't change it now. So if you're listening to this podcast and you're like, oh, crap, I thought I couldn't sign clients because it was a pandemic. And now I hear I could have and women are hitting their highs, right? Like, don't beat yourself up (laughs) over it. That is now a circumstance and you literally can't do anything to change it. What's in the past is in the past. It's history and it's done with. But what you do get to choose are your thoughts about the future. So end 2020 with the strongest mindset, do this daily work, set these intentions for your business, get the strategy piece. And by all means, if there's something that you're lacking inside of your business, whether it's strategy, mindset, a system, a tool, professional photographs, right? A branding expert, whatever it is that you need, you are worth the investment to grow your business. And when you make those decisions from a place of feeling like the CEO of a business and not 
some person who isn't worth it, that doesn't know what she's doing, right? And is groveling, <laughs> groveling or bartering with your husband to like get these funds to invest, right? Come from that place. If you are already making those 10K months, what would you be investing in? Because those are really powerful questions to ask yourself. Yes, let's finish 2020 super strong. For anybody that needs it, they are female entrepreneur. They can go out to my website and I have a free guide out there that they can download that gives you some really cut and dry plate. Like here are your three steps to get your next three clients online. Cause that's where my expertise really is, is getting clients in the online space. So they can definitely head out to my website. It's just my name, kimtraffin.com. They can download that free guide. Awesome. And I'll put the link to that in the show notes so that people can easily access it as well. Perfect. They can just go to the show notes, click the link and download that. I actually downloaded it because, you know, yay! obviously before I do interviews, I like stalk people and try to get all of the information I can possibly get. I downloaded it and started looking at it last night and I was like, wow, this is really strategic. Like, yeah, very strategic. Yeah. Yes, it is. It is. I'm so glad that you were able to download it. Awesome. Yeah, I did. Okay. Okay, Kim, now where can the listeners find you? So obviously your website and then where else do you hang out? Where can they connect with you and learn more about you? And I hang out a lot on Facebook. I have a group if anybody wants to join it. It is the Ambitious Female Entrepreneur Society. All female entrepreneurs are welcome there. I spend a lot of time inside of the Facebook group. That's where I am mostly on Facebook is inside of my Facebook group. Okay. They can also find me on Instagram. I do hang out there too. And I'm loving TikTok. So on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok, uh, my handle on all three is Kim the Business Coach. So they can easily find me on any of those social platforms just using at Kim the Business Coach. Oh, that's, that's so easy. That's fabulous. It's easier than my name. Love it. Great branding. All right. Well, Kim, thank you so much for being here and for sharing your journey with us and your journey from phase one to phase two and all of the, you know, mindset shifts that you had to go through to become successful. I, I just love it. So oh, thank you, thank so, you much. so much for having me. I've absolutely loved it. Have you joined the brand insider private Facebook group yet? If not head on over to Facebook facebook.com forward slash groups slash the brand marketing insider where we make branding fun every day we network and build community and genuine relationships and learn tips all about building a brand stands out and makes an impact i'd love to see you there and i know everyone else in the group would love to learn from you and connect with you as well so head on over there and join the brand marketing insider private facebook group and that's a wrap friends thank you so much for listening today i am grateful to have you here with me if you enjoyed this episode and found the information helpful will you please take a moment to subscribe and leave a rating and review that would mean the world to me it will also help others find the podcast i really look forward to getting to know my listeners will you please connect with me on instagram you can find me at the Robin Graham. You can also find me on Facebook and LinkedIn as Robin Graham. And I invite you to join my private Facebook group, The Brand Marketing Insider. Please spread the word about the Second Phase podcast. Until next time, remember to smile.